Hey, I'm Karen. And I'm Aubrey. And this is Chicklet, a literature comedy podcast where we enjoy getting lit and talking about books that spoke to us as young adults. Yeah, book it was um, dope as fuck. Yeah, I did used book to get it. the little personal pan pizza. Yeah, just for oh my god, just for you. Yeah, shit- nobody can take that shit, dog. <laughs> but we also cover movies with special guests, and it can get pretty crazy. I'll make a controversial statement. I will take this over Space Jam. Is that controversial? It People love Space be. Jam. We might have to. We might have to stage a fight. So if you enjoy YA fiction. That fool of a fairy, Lucinda, did not intend to lay a curse on me. She meant to bestow a gift. Boozy beverages. Little shot of Baileys in your coffee. Coffee, pizza, and Baileys goes together like... Doesn't go together. It doesn't go together at all. And the power of friendship. I'll be like, I bought your Christmas present. And she'll be like, what'd you get me? I have to know. (laughs) Tell me right now. And I'm like, Henry gets so irritated because I'm like, do you want your present now? And he's like, it's like October. (laughs) (laughs) No, I don't. Then we're the podcast for you. We've been best friends for over a decade, so join in on the fun and grab a drink, y'all. January 6th at 1.15 p.m., the day that Dry January died. I bet you can't tell me what it smells like in the Sistine Chapel. You've never actually stood there and looked up at that beautiful ceiling. Seen that. If I ask you about women, you'd probably give me a syllabus of your personal favorites. You may have even been laid a few times. But you can't tell me what it feels like to wake up next to a woman and feel truly happy. You're a tough kid. When I ask you about war, you'd probably uh, throw Shakespeare at me, right? Once more into the breach, dear friends. But you've never been near one. You've never held your best friend's head in your lap and watch him gasp his last breath looking to you for help. I ask you about love. Probably quote me a sonnet. But you've never looked at a woman and been totally vulnerable. Known someone that could level you with her eyes feeling like God put an angel on earth just for you who could rescue you from the depths of hell and you wouldn't know what it's like to be her angel to have that love for her be there forever through anything through cancer and you wouldn't know about sleeping sitting up in a hospital room for two months holding her hand because the doctors could see in your eyes that the terms visiting hours don't apply to you You don't know about real loss, because that only occurs when you love something more than you love yourself. I doubt you've ever dared to love anybody that much. I look at you, I don't see an intelligent, confident man. I see a cocky, scared, shitless kid. But you're a genius, Will. No one denies that. No one could possibly understand the depths of you. But you presume to know everything about me because you saw a painting of mine. You ripped my fucking life apart. You're an orphan, right? 
Do you think I'd know the first thing about how hard your life has been? How you feel? Who you are? Because I read Oliver Twist. Does that encapsulate you? Personally, I don't give a shit about all that. Because you know what? I can't learn anything from you. I can't read in some fucking book. Unless you want to talk about you. Who you are. And I'm fascinated. I'm in. But you don't want to do that, do you, sport? You're terrified of what you might say. You move, chief. Will Hunting is one film that will always prove my point right. If you listen to my other podcast, Sweet and Sour Nuggies, and you know that I live by this, and that is shop around for a therapist. You need the right therapist, and there is a therapist for everyone once you find the right fit. Goodwill Hunting is proof of that in a film. You make that right connection. And it just all fits. It's not easy. But it works. Cue the music. You're only giving a little spark of madness. Followed Mr. Carpenter. What he saw couldn't have been a dream. It was too real. But it couldn't have been true either. It was too deliciously frightful. Trying to catch yesterday. Old times are only good when you've had it. That after night all alone. Daddy's all pent up. Let's freak! You're rational thought. Everyone in this room is now dumber for having listened to it. Hey guys, it's Ebony. Welcome back to another episode of the Film Spark podcast. Uh, if you couldn't tell from the intro and the episode art and the description of everything you clicked on to get here, <laughs> we're doing Goodwill Hunting. Um... Goodwill Hunting, I don't even know where to start with this. There's so much I can say and at the same time so little that I want to ruin. Um, Wikipedia describes Goodwill Hunting as Will Hunting, a genius in mathematics, solves all the difficult mathematical problems. Yet when he faces an emotional crisis, he takes help from psychiatrist Dr. Sean Magurdo, who helps him recover. Um... Yeah, okay, the film is about that, but it's so much more. It is so much more. First of all, it's one of the best performances by Robin Williams. May he rest in peace. Um, if you didn't check out last week's episode on One Hour Photo, another fantastic performance by him that's not a comedic performance. Highly recommend. Goodwill Hunting is a film that hits me really hard every time I watch it. Sure, I'm not an orphan boy who grew up in a physically abusive, you know, alcoholic home. Well, actually, not to that extent. Did I grow up in an alcoholic home? Yes, I did. Was it physically abusive at times? But did I get stabbed? No. Um, My point being is... 
regardless of how you grew up, there is something in this film that every single person can relate to. The amount of emotion put into this film is incredible. And I cry every single time. Matt Damon and Ben Affleck actually wrote the screenplay for this and it was directed by Gus Van Sant and there is no one better that could have actually directed this. The screenplay by Matt Damon and Ben Affleck is incredible and to see director Gus Van Sant, I'm probably saying that wrong every time, the way he puts this into scenes and pictures and the way he's directed the people throughout this because it's a phenomenal cast. I mean, Matt Damon and Ben Affleck are in them themselves. Robin Williams, Minnie Driver, Cole Hauser, Casey Affleck, Stellan Skarsgård. Like, the list just goes on. And this film... There's a lot of films that connect with me for certain reasons. There are a lot of films out there that I find really difficult to watch. But... When it comes to Goodwill Hunting, it's definitely a difficult watch, but it's such a connection I have with this film. Um, I watched this film when I was first time when I was actually really quite young, and even then I could feel that this film called to me. The relation I had with this film and and how it related to me to this day still blows my mind one of the most powerful scenes in the film that some people tend to make fun of is there's a scene between Robin Williams who's a this is a psychiatrist 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 he's a psychiatrist but he teaches psychology and Will, who's the main character, Will Hunting, played by um, Matt Damon. There's a scene between the two of them and they're talking about the abuse that Will witnessed and felt and went through as an orphan in the foster care system. And Robin Williams turns to Will and he goes, it's not your fault. And Will brushes it off. He's like, yeah, I know it's not my fault. But Robin keeps saying it and he's like, Will, it's not your fault and the way Will reacts in this scene is exactly how I've reacted to so many people in in certain scenarios where they hear of things I've gone through and they're like it's not your fault and you brush it off you're like yeah okay I know it's not my fault but deep down we know we're blaming ourselves we put up this facade of you know We put up this facade of it's not our fault, we know it's not our fault, and we move on. And in the end, we do blame ourselves. I blame myself for every single thing I've ever gone through. Even as a kid, knowing, you know, that I couldn't change certain scenarios, I still blamed myself for it. And every time I watch this scene, the way that Robin Williams puts so much emphasis on the it's not your fault hits me home, hits me hard every single time and every single time I break. If you watch this film and don't feel anything, then (laughs) maybe it's time for you to go see someone because this should really hurt a lot of emotions. 
between the beautiful scenery that this film is absolutely filmed against as well as the incredible acting by every single person in this film and the directing is just phenomenal it hits every single tick you know it ticks every single box the emotional journey and and the journey that you see will go through from start to end of this film and the different aspects that come into this film as well is just incredible but the thing is this sounds so cliche but ultimately in the end what this film is trying to teach and what this film is telling you is that love triumphs all love is the true winner in this and you might be like well Ebony I've never seen this but what you were just talking about just sounds like a a a young guy breaking apart and having to see a psychiatrist and whatever else and it's like yeah it is but the story of heartbreak and sorrow and whatever else (laughs) throughout the film with Robin's character alone is just so powerful and the way he uses the little anecdotes from his life story that he had with his wife to help portray certain points and to help get through certain messages to Will is truly beautiful. It's, I cannot put into words what this film means to me. It's, it's so hard and I just recommend everyone who listens to this, if you haven't seen it, please go see it at least once in your life because there's, Never a time in watching this that I can't look away from the screen. It just pulls at the heartstrings. You want to see, you know, the end of the story. You've got this down on his luck, you know, real piece of shit person in Will from the start of the film who's, you know, lived and grown up through the foster system and... He lives in this old rundown piece of shit and he's on parole, which is, you know, means he's a janitor because he's on parole working at a a college, university, whatever you want to call it, over in the States. (laughs) And, you know, these uh, physics and mathematicians, like the the professors, the teachers at the school are, are putting... Um, math equations that are meant to be really difficult and can possibly take years to master and to solve on the chalkboards outside the classroom and Will does it with ease you know and and once um Stalin Skarsgård his character whose name escapes me right now once he realizes that this kid who's a janitor and doesn't even go to school is the one um he's the one solving all this you know he sort of makes it his life mission I suppose you could say to get him into school and and to figure out all these mathematical (laughs) equations but the problem is is that he sort of has his own um agenda as well because there's a there's a hint of jealousy there where he's like well that should have been me that or I wish I was as smart as him and and part of 
Um, the parole is that he has to see a psychiatrist and Will goes through all of these psychiatrists, which is so fucking relatable to all of us. Anyone who's had mental health issues and has to see a psych or a psychologist or psychiatric, anyone in that system, we know it doesn't click always. We know that it can take a seriously long time to find someone to suit, suit us so much to the point where a lot of people give up and they're like, well, it's a stupid system. It's not for me. And that's exactly how Will feels. He doesn't believe in it. He says it himself. I don't believe in psychology. And he goes through all these psychiatrists because he has to, to stay on parole. And eventually Skarsgård takes him to an old colleague who is Robin Williams. And after, you know, sessions of not even talking, of just sitting there, waiting for the first person to crack and eventually Will does and there's this bond that that comes between Will and uh, Robin's character and it is absolutely incredible to watch on screen. It feels so real. It feels so, so real. And I just, this film is truly a masterpiece and I don't say that very often about films. It really tugs on the heartstrings and watching watching the way Will acts in a social environment versus the anecdotes that are said in the psych sessions and then watching the way that Will is with people and especially his love interest played by Minnie Driver in the film Skylar, everything just falls into place and don't get me wrong, there are times in this where it, it is predictable. There is a method to every film and the way that films are, are written and directed and whatnot. I'm not stupid. I do understand that. But there is something about this film that just hits. It's just made so well. And it could be just because I've been through this the psychology system. I've seen psychiatrists. I know exactly how Will feels because that's exactly how I was. I brushed off every single psychiatrist and every single psychologist I ever saw. I was that exact position. I didn't believe in it. I thought nothing would help. I thought nothing could help. I've been kicked out of psychiatrists and psychologists' office until eventually I found the right one that fit and I clicked with them and I was able to tell them absolutely anything and everything but it took a while to get to that point. And the way it happens in Goodwill Hunting is almost exactly the same way it happened with me. We just, it, it was just hard. You know, I went through these scenarios of, I don't want to talk to you. What are you going to do? How are you going to help me? And... Eventually I realised that the person sitting in front of me actually did want to help and was able to listen and also spoke. There's a scene where Will says, you know, for a psychiatrist, you're the one who's spoken to me the most. And he's right. It's those professionals who are willing to talk to you as much as listen to you. Because a lot of the time you get the bullshit cliche, how are you feeling how does this make you feel? And you don't want that. We want to be treated as humans. And this film shows that. It shows that we want to be treated as humans. It shows that we deserve the respect and that psychiatry and psychology shouldn't be just how do you feel. It's, okay, 
this how you feel, let me tell you how I would be in that scenario. Or I have this anecdote that can help prove a point. Like it's a conversation between two people. It is not a sterile white room being bullshit to just to, you know, get to the end of the session and, and get paid and do whatever. And I think that's what this film does the best is it shows that those who are struggling, when we want to talk or when we finally decide to talk to someone, we want to be treated with that same respect. And the reason why a lot of us put that wall up or that guard up and don't want to talk to psychiatrists or psychologists or we treat them like shit sometimes is because a lot of the time we feel we know better. But the reason we feel we know better is because the person we're talking to treats us like a number, a paycheck, an hour out of their day. And a good psychologist, a good psychiatrist is someone that's going to discuss back with you. They will take the time out of their day to listen to you as well as talk to you and not brush you off and not look at the clock every two seconds and be like, well, an hour's up time for the next they will go over that hour they will come back to you they will tell you to wait in the waiting room so you can come back for another half hour because we've hit gold or something's hitting you you know it's those sort of people in our life that we need and we really just need to hunt for the right person the right fit and the thing is with this film is that you see will helps um Robin's character, who once again name escapes me, Will helps his character go through his own shit that he's dealing with. They help each other. It's a two-way street. And the progress between each character is just so beautiful to watch. There is nothing I can fault about this film. I love this film so, so much. It's absolutely five out of five for me. I just... There's nothing for me personally that I can't that I can fault. I can see why other people don't like certain parts of this film. Um, I've heard some people find it boring. That's fine. It's not for everyone, but for me, this hits so hard and so close to home. I just I can't fault anything, and it really just it's such a beautiful film. And I encourage anyone who hasn't seen it to see it at least once. Um, I know I rambled and went around in circles. It's almost felt like a therapy session. To be honest, it kind of felt like I was doing my Nuggies episode. But it's just the way this film makes me feel. Every performance is top-notch. Every scene is beautiful. Directed so well. I just, I can't fault this film. Please go see it. Um, Honestly, that brings me to the end of the episode. <laughs> Um, sorry, this wasn't your usual lighthearted, funny, ridiculous film review. Um, I think I went around in circles a few times. I apologize for that. I tend to get choked up when reviewing these sorts of films because they just, it is just means so much to me. Um, as I said, five out of five. Thank you so much for listening. Next week is a very different film. (laughs) Next week we have uh, Spider-Man Enter the Spider-Verse. On top of that, between now and then, we have our Patreon exclusive review May. If you don't join the Patreon or haven't joined the Patreon, what are you doing? Please come join. (laughs) Um, Links will be uh, in the 
episode notes in the description. Um, it's the link tree. Just click on the link tree. It has links to absolutely everything of mine. Click it, join it, follow. Absolutely appreciate it. Thank you so much to those who have joined the Patreon for our little Patreon shout-outs. Um, Billy, Carlos, and the Cinema Recall podcast. Go check them out. Thank you so much for listening. Um, and we've got our review coming up of Return of the Living Dead, which is our guest episode. This one for the month is done by um, Dissect That Film podcast, so keep an eye out for that as well. Got many, many things coming up, Patreon exclusive, non-Patreon exclusive, the whole works. So thank you so much for the support, guys. We're nearly at 5,000 downloads, which is absolutely insane to me. The fact that this has even got to 100, let alone nearly 5,000, is amazing. So thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for the support. Enjoy your day and hear from me soon. Bye, guys. listening to the film spark podcast for all your film needs and more like what you heard give us a shot follow us on spotify apple good pods and more or follow the socials at film underscore spark underscore pod you know what just follow us on everything check out the link tree linktr.ee forward slash film spark pod find us follow us give us a shout we always want to hear from you You're still here? It's over. Go home.